0: You're listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Anne Rose and Ahanu.
1: In the early days, why was sacrificing a lamb, for example, a must?
0: In the patriarchal days you're talking about with the distorted God, Jehovah. That's what you're talking about, Ahanu. A God that's not a real God. Okay, hang on. You see, that all came back to a belief in magic. Okay, now, so I suppose that you could read that at different levels, but just let's just look at the physical act of sacrificing a lamb of any type, offering blood to God. And I'll make this point because it's the same idea when we think of a crucified Christ shedding blood to save humanity okay and this belief that that has to happen in order to be loved and accepted by a higher god so the lamb thing is a distortion and a belief in magic that if you sacrifice an animal and you shed its blood that somehow that energy is pleasing to a higher source and you'll gain favor That's what's behind that whole thing. But if you take it esoterically and symbolically, some of those rituals were designed to be representative of sacrificing the ego to a higher part of yourself. In other words, killing the lower nature in order to move to the higher nature. So you could look at an animal, quote-unquote, as a symbol of the lower nature of ourselves that we're sacrificing to our higher nature okay so symbolically you could use it like that but I have to be clear that there is no higher authority that would ever demand that it's an inner process not an outer one
1: a question that's been coming up quite often Angel Rose is how do we get from here to there in other words the world is controlled by negative people right now and how do we get out of that to improve our world And there are always other people and moral systems or people living by the rule of dogma still making such judgments. So how do we overcome that because just ignoring it is not helpful?
0: That's a good question. Okay, a lot in there. The first thing I will say, though, is we really have to get on our own internal path, first of all, because... On the one level, it isn't about changing what's out there. You've probably heard that a million times. But it, it's about doing your own internal path. We have to become our own mystic. And what happens with that is meditation helps going inside. Telling the truth to yourself about your judgments helps. You know, the transformational writing course I just developed helps because it makes you journal it makes you examine your beliefs if you don't ever take a look at the content of yourself then you can't change yourself okay because your subconscious will run you we have to remember that the external world is a collection of our internal beliefs and thoughts and every one of us is a participant in that So. When I say that the job to becoming God realized is it's really a job of purifying all of your fears. And if you don't know what they are and you never look into it and you just keep running around in the external world hoping to get what you want, we won't ever see things change on this planet because we're not taking responsibility for the quality of frequencies that are going out there and they come from us. How to do that is when you catch yourself judging somebody, when you find yourself being unloving, you know, when you feel like you've been victimized, when you think everything's against you. That's the content of your own personal consciousness that you've got to shift. I'd love to tell everybody look, just go take my course because it'll get you on the path of how to start journaling in a way where you really take a look at yourself. Okay, so the world is is run by people in authority who manipulate us, who throw poisons out there, but there's still ways that you can beef up your immune system. You know, there's lots of ways out there. All you got to do is research them on how to be physically strong. And, you know, on the physical survival level, choose healthier foods. Choose organic. Don't tell yourself you can't afford it, for example. Make it your business, all right, that you're not going to be doing things that you know lower your energy. Same thing with your relationships. If you're in relationships that weaken you or you're being abused, say no. Get out of it. Whatever, Do whatever you have to do. Because these things symbolically, every choice a person makes towards something that is healthier, that's more in alignment with the welfare of, the whole world, every time you make that choice, you donate that to the big picture. And that's what we need. We need the frequencies changing. And that's done by each one of us. Okay, so in the belief that you're not powerful against the other powers is a belief that has to be cleared as well. Because we are powerful, but we've been told that we're not. And we think one person can't make a difference, but that's not true. When you start shifting yourself and you become a more peaceful presence and the frequencies that you emanate are more loving and peaceful, then that causes all sorts of peace in your environment. It can change neighbors without you ever knowing it. It could change relationships around you. It can change the soil and the plants. And a good example of that, real briefly, is that when we were in Ireland, we were, you know, everybody knows we've been doing this project called the Sacred Earth Waters Project, and uh it will, I know I keep promising, but it will be out there this year, I promise that, okay, uh, with the website, with the essences, but one of the things that we did was we made our own mother tincture of ourselves, and to make a long story short, every now and then, every week or so, we would... Refresh it or we would create a new one. So what we had left of the old one was we, we just poured the extra water on our plants. Well, much to our surprise, those plants just suddenly just grew like wildfire. I mean, it was obvious. And I thought, gee, just the frequency of your own energy on a plant in a glass of water just nourishes life around you. So it's a small example, but it made a big point to us. Those are the things you have to do. Watch your, your own feelings of feeling powerless against all the big guys. And we go through it and I've gone through it and I still have my moments, believe me, okay? where I'm just fed up with the whole thing. However, I'm always brought back to the truth and reminded of the truth that I can do something, that what I think means something, how I look at it means something. And I'm always with a choice. You're always in the choice. Of are you going to choose, okay, the higher road, the higher perception, or are you going to fall into the lower one? That's always our choice. And whatever we decide is what we donate to the collective.
1: Our next question. Who are the Elohim? And is there an angelic realm like we have been told, or are angels really
0: benevolent ETs? That's a good one. All right, well... Angels are definitely spirit beings, and uh, I wouldn't group them into calling them all ETs. So no, I I wouldn't classify them as ETs. Let me try to explain this, because there are some beings that come directly off of Source and are created off of Source, and those would be termed your angels. Okay, they are always light beings. They can incarnate, by the way, into physical presences at different times for particular reasons. Very often times they do not, though. Mostly they'll be spiritual presences. Now, does that mean that they've never gone to another planetary system and learned? No, it doesn't. They do. They do go to different planetary systems and learn. Even if they're just hovering around the planet and not incarnating, but they're watching and observing. And some are sent on missions for different purposes by source. Are there extraterrestrials that are very angelic in nature in terms of who they are as beings? Yes, there are. There are extraterrestrials that are very light-based, don't have dense bodies, very benign and benevolent, and you'd want to call them an angelic force because that's how they feel.
1: Are parallel lives true? And if so, what is the purpose?
0: Yeah, parallel lives are true, but so are multidimensional lives. So think of it more of a starburst rather than a parallel dimension that's running parallel to us you need to broaden your perception of it because the truth is is it's more like a starburst where you have many multi-dimensional selves in many other realities and dimensions each one is an aspect of your yourself that is growing and developing and having its experiences which affect you here and vice versa you affect your other selves, they affect you. Your own personal evolution or de-evolution is connected to what your other selves are doing or not doing. It's all about... It's, life itself is all about growth and development and expansion. And how far can you go, you know? I mean, it's unlimited in terms of its potential of realization. That's what we're all doing source would say it delights in creation it delights in the many diverse expressions of itself and for your own self it's all about joy ultimately what's the purpose it's for joy and creativity and sharing and wonderment and it's life it's life being really is the purpose
1: at Death, should we follow the light? A teacher stated that if we do, it leads us back to the matrix of incarnation.
0: yeah, we did address this a couple sessions ago. I think we did a whole one on that belief out there that the light is a the tunnel of light is a deception invented by the bad guys to keep you in a reincarnational loop. I don't know what session it was, but it was a few back, wasn't it, huh? okay, so let me. Let me go into this again. Okay, so Source is reminding me what it told us back then. And it told us that the tunnel of light is in your own consciousness. It's a function of the brain. In other words, uh, it's what happens when the cells die and and they, they collapse inward. That inside each cell is a tiny vortex. And when you die, that's, that vortex collapses inward. And that, that's the experience you have of being in a tunnel. It's really the collapse of your own cells. Okay. Now that's very different than what happens to your consciousness when you leave your body. To say that there are not beings out there who would try to waylay you and capture your soul would be a lie because there are. Okay. But you also do have relatives come for you. It's one of the reasons why you might have family members come to you, okay, is to make sure that you get where you're supposed to go. That's kind of a bit of a safeguard, okay, and who you are also in your presence and how, where you've become, what kind of soul you have built up also determines where you go. Okay, now I'll just address reincarnation for the moment, because when we talk about coming back into the matrix, that's what we're talking about coming back in you know reincarnation takes you back into the matrix which it does okay now why do people reincarnate you know they reincarnate because they haven't achieved enough spiritual maturity okay to be done with the loop here so as you are evolving in your presence and becoming an actualized god presence It is some of the reason why, you know, some yogis would tell you, for instance, that it takes a 100 lifetimes to overcome the belief in death, for example. Now, I don't personally believe it has to take that long. But if we understand how ingrained it is in us, in our biology, in our mind, uh, in our system out there, undoing the belief in it where you're absolutely 100% sure that you don't have to go through the death process to leave here can take many lifetimes. So what I'm saying is that reincarnation is the result of not achieving enough spiritual awareness or maturity to be able to be a God presence where you're not in effect of any of those. We could call them laws if you want to, but that's, that's really what the process is. So it is a loop that we come back into to keep having another opportunity to grow and and, uh, accelerate. And depending on what we choose each lifetime determines how well you do at that. That's why you have a life review at the end. So you take a look at what did you achieve? What did you not achieve? You know, next time you'll have to come back and do this or that. Or you got people you didn't forgive. You can be sure you're going to meet them again until it's all cleared. So that's the way that works.
1: In order to try and keep inside our time promise to our participants, and Rose, can we try and get through the following questions as efficiently as we possibly can? This one is about the Buddhists. They do not speak of God directly. However, it seems clear that everything they practice is about God, the Creator, and they live their lives in alignment with God. Is that accurate?
0: Well, again, as long as there's no particular dogma attached it would be in alignment with what source has been telling us today so i think the point is, is in the discernment of any religion you have to look at if there's a dogma attached okay if there's if there's teachings that say what you have to do what you can't do how you have to eat how you have to exercise how you have to breathe Do you have to fast? I mean, all of those things in and of themselves aren't necessarily bad things. Fasting can be very beneficial and it can also raise your consciousness because your body's not busy trying to digest food and it's not using its energy to get rid of toxins. You have more energy and that's more that you have available to yourself for an expanded consciousness those things you would achieve by fasting or by meditating so they're not necessarily bad things but it's when somebody tells you that you have to do it this way that it's the only way that's where the red flag is okay
1: is the book of Urantia true
0: Urantia good question Well, the answer source is giving me is it's true on certain levels, but not on others. In other words, it's a mixed bag, it seems. Precisely because it looks like it does involve people's personal experiences or interpretations of something. Or perhaps in the download process of that information, there could be distortions So some of it's true and some of it isn't, and I understand it's a huge book. So, you know, I can't go through and tell you which parts are accurate and which parts aren't because I I haven't read the whole thing. It's quite lengthy, but uh, next session you could pick out certain teachings out of it if you want to and present them to us and we can look at them.
1: Is there a devil and dark forces that we should worry about?
0: All right, hang on. Well, source is saying there are those things because we make them up, you see. So is there a devil? Yeah, I mean, there's been a belief in a devil for long, long, long time. So have we created a being that resembles a devil or devils, plural? Yeah, we have. We have with our consciousness. All right, just like we create a lot of the archangels that people experience. You know, we we have an idea of them and we create them. Are there really archangels? You know, yes, there are. Do they interact with humans? not too much because they're on missions from source. But do we create archangels that will do the protecting for us and will, yeah, we've created those with our consciousness, so on a different level, we've created these beings. Negative entities will come from many sources. They'll come from souls that are really unhappy and unhealed. They'll come from our own negativity and judgments. We create entities with our thoughts. So we make them. But, you know, we were reminded a few sessions back that we assemble and we disassemble with our minds. In other words, yes, we create these beings, but we can disassemble them as well by going into a harmless place inside ourselves. Okay, so do you have to worry about them? I don't think Source would use the word worry. But it would tell you that there are influences that are not happy influences that like to live and feed off of other people's energies. Because they don't have any of their own existence apart from that, you see. Because we've made them up. They are not organic life forms. Okay, they're life forms made up of beliefs. They can't stay alive on their own. They have to live off of a host. Okay, but remember that love is more powerful than all of that. In fact, I think we addressed it in, I don't remember if it's my first or second book, A Time of Change or The Nature of Reality. We did talk about evil in length. I think it might be in A Time of Change.
1: Okay, one quick question, Angel Rose, if you could get it in before we begin the summary, is about the widespread coverage of Wi-Fi around the planet. Does that Wi-Fi coverage restrict people's mental abilities to connect with God's source?
0: That's a very good question. Well, what Source is saying is it isn't really just Wi-Fi, it is technology in general. Okay, now even though technology has useful purposes, otherwise we wouldn't be having these conversations today. But the energetics of technology, including the Internet, does look like it has created a type of energetic web across the planet, which does suppress the immune system, actually. Okay, it looks like it, the image I'm getting is of a um, a network, an etheric network over the earth that actually has the effect of suppressing. So to answer your question, it does affect brainwaves and the immune system. Because of that, I would answer your question with yes. It can dull down your your system in a way where it's not as easy to receive or transmit clearly, okay? So let me see what we can do about this. Years of research, thousands of profound statements, hundreds of sessions, miles of transcripts, Months of listening, a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you. Join WorldOfEmpowerment.com today, a members-only website of practical spirituality, for your fast-changing world. WorldOfEmpowerment.com Okay, so source is saying, like, you know, there are things out there that can clear. And so, like, you're never going to get rid of the energetic web, at least not at this stage of our evolution. We saw the power grids go down, which wouldn't be fun for us, but it might not be a bad thing energetically, to be honest. All right, but it is important that you do other things to reinforce those effects. In other words, it's the reason why you need to make sure that you do things to support your immune system. You know, a periodic blood test Would not be a bad idea for everybody. Just to go get an overall check to see if you have deficiencies. Personally, I'd go to a naturopath. It's because they look for different things. But you want to find out if the environment and the things that are going on out there are weakening your system in some way. And make those adjustments. Same thing with the food you eat, you know. Like I mentioned earlier. Taking yourself out of cities periodically and going out into places that are not as populated where the energies are more neutral, okay, can be a a very healthy thing to do. Doing your meditation, there are, there's other stones out there, there's a stone we just got from Russia called Shungite, it's spelled S-H-U-N-G-I-T-E, Shungite, you can look it up online. It's a mineral or came from a meteor that apparently they make certain shapes and, you know, you can buy pyramids of it, you can buy spheres, you can buy little necklaces, you can buy a tiny little piece of it that sticks on the back of your cell phone. But that particular um, mineral does seem to neutralize electromagnetic frequencies in your house, on your person. There's biogeometry necklaces that shield you. You can look up biogeometry.com. There's necklaces that are attuned to your organs in a healthy way that keep you balanced. So there's things you can do and there's things that you kind of have to do if you want to lessen the effects of that. You know, getting energy work and body work done by people really helps. You know, treat yourself to a massage. Do some cranial sacral work periodically. You know, body work is super important. In fact, they've proven that massages increase the aura. You know, there's been pictures of it with curly and photography that it, it uh, fills in the empty spaces in your aura. So, you know, we get massages and people will complain that they're an expense, but, you know, they're worth it. Even reflexology, anything like that, that tunes your system up, acupuncture. These are just things that are maintenance, everybody.
1: Okay, that does bring us to the end of our session today, this portion anyway. Remember, do stay with us because once I finish this uh, summary, we will go into our meditation to Paradise Earth. So, this summary, we call them profundities, the profound statements from the Akashic Records. Blue is indicative of a higher presence, red is manifesting, white is purity of intention and yellow is hope and promise. Religions can be very helpful for people to bring them into a state of focus. Religions can serve a purpose in reflecting on our higher purpose. Without religions we would be free of dogma and stay connected to our own awareness. Without religions we would be free of authority figures and be free to live as an organic soul. We build a soul by purity, strength and virtue. Paganism was in tune with the life force nature.
2: Paganism was matriarchal and honored all life everywhere, many
1: people have had direct experiences of God, but most religions are based on dogma that is based on personal experiences, not on truth. Catholicism is based on some made-up stories primarily to control people. The Bible was rewritten to be patriarchal, dogmatic, and not entirely based. On the Word of God. In general, mainstream religions have not helped the spiritual development of humanity. True religion is a personal mystical path. Religions have caused people to doubt their own intuition and reduce their ability to feel at the level of knowing God through knowing all life everywhere. Much yoga and other paths of internal growth can lead to enlightenment. Guidance can be needed by those young on a spiritual path, but dependence or permission from a guru is never needed or desired. Without religions, we would receive knowledge and higher information directly. Dogma blocks and numbs the sacral, navel, and heart chakras in the human form. Dogma blocks the feeling body and siphons off our experiences. A true teacher does not condemn but lovingly encourages. Sometimes we need a teacher to remind us of our own truth. Most people that prey to a hierarchy, are stuck in the trap of dogma. A loving teacher affirms your own divinity and your own God presence. Dogma is a distortion of the authority of hierarchy. The individual human being is naturally in survival mode, which leads to competition in groups That develops into cooperation over time. As long as we are not under threat, we are capable of creatively evolving our biology and our consciousness. It's only when we are not healthy on all levels that we make destructive choices. We live in a world that is determined to keep us in defense consciousness. Perfectly balanced male and female light beings influenced us before the advent of religions and the gods and goddess cultures. Humanity is stuck in fear, survival and dependence on being moulded by others, while at the same time believing ourselves to be independent and free. Source says, give yourself permission without judgment to feel what you feel and love what you love. Source says, Drop all the shoulds and should nots, and let yourself just be. All experiences have value and valuable information in them. The conditioning about age, success, and our looks prevent us from consciously coming to life. Sacrificing animals was symbolic of sacrificing our lower nature. Getting on your own path of internal spiritual growth saves you from having to change the outside world. Every time you make a choice, you donate that to the bigger picture. We are always in a moment of choice, and each choice we donate to the collective. Angels are light beings created directly off-source. Angels visit other systems to observe and learn. Many ETs are light-based, benign and feel-angelic. Parallel lives and multidimensional lives are all aspects of ourselves in the process of unlimited realization. Our lives are about joy, creativity and sharing. Family members can come to us after death to help ensure we get where we're supposed to go. As we become an actualized God-presence, we undo the belief in death. All books of dogma, including the book of Urantia, is a mixed bag of truth and untruth. Belief in a devil makes them real as we create them with our consciousness. Negative entities come from our own negative thoughts, fears, and beliefs. We assemble and disassemble everything with our minds. Negative entities live off a host but cannot survive in the presence of love. The energetics of technology. Has created an etheric web which suppresses our immune system and negatively affects our brain waves, a frequent blood test, massage, meditation, rest, organic food, and getting out of cities can all help you make good decisions about your health. Biogeometry, shungite, and other devices can lessen the effect of negative energies in our environment. So that brings us to the end of our session today. We really appreciate you giving us those wonderful questions. So now you have a choice if you want to stay with us. Please put yourself into a comfortable position because we'll now begin our meditation to Paradise Earth. This will probably take about another 15 minutes of your time. So let's begin by bringing to mind our intention, and let's be pure in that intention. Our intention is to travel to Paradise Earth, which already exists right now, at a different frequency band to what we're familiar with here on Earth. We will journey there and bring back the frequency of perfection, the frequency of perfect love and joy and happiness, and integrate it into our own lives into the lives of our families and friends, and outwards into our communities, our cities, our countries, our planet, and on outward into the universe. So close your eyes now and make yourself comfortable. And become aware of yourself where you are, sitting or lying, and feel the contact of your feet on the ground or your body on the chair. And take a deep breath in. And on the out-breath, just feel everything letting go. Take another deep breath in. And on the out-breath, just consciously release, let go. And one more deep breath in.
2: And let it all go. Feel your body relaxing.
1: Relax your head. And your face and your jaw and your
2: tongue. And relax your neck and your shoulders. Feel your chest relaxing.
1: And relax your arms and your wrists and your
2: hands and your fingers. Feel your back relaxing. And your stomach and your hips. Relax your legs, your knees, your ankles and your feet. Now see in your mind's eye the number three appear three times. Now see the number two appear three times.
1: And then see the number one appear three times. Know that you are perfectly safe and you are always in full control of this journey. Know that you can open your eyes anytime and you can be back in your room anytime you like. Now with your eyes closed and in your mind's eye, look over to your right side and there you'll see a staircase with 12 steps leading down to a hallway that leads to your quantum doorway to paradise earth. And we are becoming aware of our surroundings. We see the staircase.
2: Is your staircase crystal or stone or wood? Is it cool or warm, rough or smooth? Begin going down the steps now.
1: Down steps one, two and three. Coming more relaxed as you go down
2: deeper now, down steps four, five, and six. More relaxed going down steps seven, eight, and nine. And deeply relaxed now as
1: we go down steps ten, eleven and 12 and you find yourself in a quantum hallway with a
2: quantum doorway ahead of you that leads to paradise earth and we will bring to mind what our intention is today we will go through this door
1: to paradise earth and bring back the frequency of perfection the frequency of perfect love and joy and happiness and integrated it into our own lives. So standing in front of your door now, when I count to three, the door will open and you will jump through this quantum doorway into paradise earth. One, two, three. Jump through the doorway into paradise earth now and you will have plenty of time
2: to explore, and I will come to bring you safely back in two minutes. It's time to come back now. So find your door that leads back
1: into your quantum hallway. And remember that you are bringing back with you the frequencies of paradise earth. So on the count of three, you will open your door and jump back into your hallway. One,
2: two, three. Back in your hallway now, doors closing behind you. Now facing your staircase, begin going up your staircase, up steps 12, 11 and 10. And slowly begin to bring the
1: awareness back into your body as you go up steps 9, 8,
2: 7 and 6. Begin to stretch out your legs and your arms as you go up steps five, four and three. Become aware of your breath and where you
1: are in your own room right here, right now as you go up steps two and one and find yourself in your peaceful place. And when I count to three, I will snap my fingers and you'll be wide awake, back in your room, feeling better than ever before. One, two, three. Wide awake. I'm going to ask Angel Rose to come back now and to close the records.
0: Thank you everyone for your participation today. It was great.
1: Thank you, Angel Rose. Remember to enter your comments on worldofempowerment.com. We appreciate you all being here and for participating and for your wonderful questions. We love you all so much. Until next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from
0: Angel Rose. You've been listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a World of Empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. To get the profound statements from the Akashic Records in your mailbox each week, log on to worldofempowerment.com.